he's still wearing the round Harry Potter glasses too, which just make him look like a fuck. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Oh, that's right. Episode number 95. We're getting close. 95, baby. Yeah. Get to that centennial. Yeah. Then things get real. That's right. And we're valid. You know, if we were a network television show, we'd be set for life, baby. That was the magic number. If you could, if you could run your direct to a hundred episodes, boom, that was good for syndication. Right. And then the rest of your life was mailbox money. Yeah. Well, that's why the Charlie Sheen show that he did after two and a half men, anger management, which I mean, would great for this uh, tie in for planet rage, anger management only went two seasons. But they eked out a hundred episodes for exactly that reason. Oh, so they ramped up production like fiends to get. Yeah, because they wow. want the uh, they wanted them they wanted that thing where you can sell it. Yeah, so they were so they were doing a hundred they were doing an episode a week. Wow. Yeah, for fifty weeks That's or multiple, impressive. right? Yeah. Yeah, good on Charlie. Yeah, and I just pulled it up here. Chicago shootings, at least eighteen shot this weekend. It says, but I don't know. Maybe nobody got killed. That would be hard to believe. Wow. Well, you know, people are, well, it's not, I was going to say winter coats, stop bullets, but no, it's still, it's only September 18th. No, I know okay. the windows are open, but this is the weather that I hate because it's, it gets too cold. And especially for, I mean, I don't really care, but for my parents, it's like, oh, you wake up in the morning and it's cold. So we put the heat on then by like two o'clock in the afternoon, it's 80 degrees. And you're like, oh, I need the air on. Yeah. It's not a, it's not an easy thing to do when it's cold and hot at the same time schizo went weather uh-huh. yeah. that's when everybody gets sick that's when all bad things start to happen yeah yeah well you could always move to southern california no thank you the weather's always good but there are other drawbacks <laughs> i mean and yeah well that's exactly it people went there because the weather is the draw yeah and it's like well how bad can it be how bad can the politics be yeah and then, of course, they all move. I saw an a article on, I think it was Fox News. Cheryl Crow, how moving out of L.A. was the best thing for her and moving to Nashville and getting out into nature. And all the comments are like, yeah, but she's still voting like she did in California. So now she's oh, yeah. growing up Tennessee. And if you saw where she moved to in Nashville, baby, your jaw would drop. Ain't nothing like that in L.A. It's, <laughs> uh, I've, I've driven past her estate. Holy shit because you can actually have land that's yeah and she's got lots of it yeah when you have money you can have land mm-hmm. just bring the politics because they don't care yeah, yeah. they do yeah. not care don't care yeah well former sure. yeah former atlanta assistant principal shot and killed in chicago high-rise eight hours ago so at least maybe somebody died 
Oh, there you go. I mean, I don't want to say it like we're rooting for it, but uh, no, we're not. But that, well, well, I guess. So, what was uh, what was the uh, the uh, timeline on that one? Eight hours ago. Let's see. That was posted eight hours ago. Here, a former Atlanta assistant principal shot and killed in a high rise building on Thursday. So, I mean, that should qualify for the weekend, or does it? Is that a little too early? Maybe. Well, maybe is is you always get this these tabs off a jackass, right? No, I just go to Google News. Oh, okay. and type in Chicago shot. Usually, oh, okay. and it, the, the oddity is, I know the amount of shootings are not dropping drastically, but the amount of stories on them seem to be because there used to be three or four sure. that for all the local like television and maybe mm. the Tribune or sometimes would have an article. It's been getting harder to find. Sometimes there's only one news outlet in Chicago covering. And in this case, I think it was ABC that was covering it where everybody else is like, yeah, it's really not news if it happens every weekend. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think there's maybe two, two ways this might be influenced tonight is because it's become so commonplace. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Or yes. is it a combination of that? And, um, you know, the more you, um, trumpet that news, the bat, worse it makes the, uh, the leadership of Chicago look. I don't know how much worse it can get. Yeah. Well, how's this new imbecile, the Beetlejuice replacement? He is uh, looking at the fact that uh, Whole Foods, all, I mean, there's been a bunch. I think Walmart, there's been a bunch of these grocery stores that have moved out of Chicago. And his latest idea, I don't know how far this has gotten through being passed by the local government at all. But his latest idea is to start opening government grocery stores. Oh, there you go. I mean, it's certainly not a new idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> is, we know where it's taking you right back to. Yeah. Like, well, government do you have grocery your stores? Yeah. What do you have your fucking, government subsidy card, Larry? What a fucking cretin. Wow. What's his name? Br- um, Johnson. Brandon Johnson, I think it is. Wow. Wow. Well, and here's the thing. The problem is crime. I know that's a surprise to anybody. Yes. The problem with the grocery stores is crime that they're being robbed out of existence. They're being held up. They're being shoplifted. And when these companies decide to move, it's because they're losing millions of dollars a year having these stores in Chicago. Well, that's one of the primary things like, you know, the, 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 this, I guess the basic, some of the seminal issues that separate left from right is the lefty shitbag idiots, just as they, they claim they're more than two sexes. I don't say gender. Um, they also believe that, um, poverty causes crime and it's the reverse crime causes poverty. Yes. And you're seeing that all over the country. And this is not going to do anything good because here's the question then. Does the mayor of Chicago really believe that if they open up a government run grocery store, it's also not going to be robbed blind like all of the other stores that have been just blown out of existence because of that kind of activity? Now, maybe, maybe it would be a little different. I mean, this, I did we talk about this on uh, the show a few weeks ago? There was an article that Walmart was working with local police departments in a new store design 
that would have a satellite police office right in the Walmart. So there would be no, a location. That must have been with one of your other 700 podcasts. Right, or I never brought it up on a podcast. It was like, well, you should talk about oh, that because it's okay. interesting Yes, that like Walmart's like, hey, uh, do, you, do, you, do you guys need some space for the local police? We can give you an office here. We'll provide yeah. it in, in the hopes that if there are cops here, that maybe there will be less people ripping us off. Yeah. Well, well if, and if you know what, if the local uh, cops refuse, they could always call China. Aren't they putting police stations in all over the country? Well, somebody's got to do it. But, but, but they are. So there you go. But, I mean, why not? They're protecting their own goods. Every fucking thing in Walmart is made in China. So the uh, the DeSantis government down in Florida, I believe it's through billboards. Maybe it's through other ways as well. Offering uh, Chicago cops a five thousand dollar bonus if they relocate, come down to Florida. Well, I hope they do. Like, well, it'll be a lot safer in Florida, and it's a whole less safe here if that's even possible. If that's possible, good. Where they still haven't figured out where the shots came from when the people got shot at the White Sox game two, three weeks ago. Now, come on, they told you it came from inside somebody's fat fold. Uh-huh. Don't. What's the matter with hiding you? the guns? Hiding them guns. Yeah. That's why I was very disappointed in the off the press people that picked that story up like 10 days after it was out and debunked. It's like, that's the problem with news aggregators. Yeah. You know, they're not really checking the validity of anything, mm-hmm. but government grocery stores. Yeah, that's where we're going. Well, because everybody else is leaving the city. So we need to open up the uh, government grocery stores. I thought it was funny. We may have talked about it. Mm-hmm. The fact that there are grocery stores now that are removing all of the name brand products yes because that's what gets stolen so nobody wants to come in and buy the you know rip off the store brand not buy because they're stealing nobody wants to steal the crappy stuff right but don't tell them most of the time the store brand is the other brand Uh uh-huh don't tell somebody's got to make it yeah and sometimes it's actually better and sometimes it's better and it's almost always cheaper. So. Uh, oh, there's no question about that. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I don't eat cereal almost ever, maybe once or twice a year mm-hmm. because it'll kill you more than anything else with, really? with the grains. I mean, it's I'm not a big good cereal. For you. I'm a cereal. For, I'm, in fact, I'm like Seinfeld. I have many types of cereal and I never eat them for breakfast. Cereal for me is always just, that's my bedtime snack, bowl of Cheerios, cornflakes, something like that. Well, see, that may not be too bad. Okay. Maybe it's just the amount of sugar. I mean, there's a lot of them that are over sugared. Oh, I never get even. You know what? Even with the, the ones that have no sweetener mentioned, they're still fucking full of sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? They are. It's amazing. You go read yeah. the ingredients and you're like, whoa. Yeah. If you look like, you know, corn pops or any of that shit. Oh, my God. It's just it's insane. The amount of sugar. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I like Aldi is that their cereals have less of the bad stuff they do not use any artificial colorings in their cereal which is hmm. it's, it's quite interesting when you buy the three different varieties of their um, mini wheats that you know well this is strawberry this is blueberry when you buy the name brand well the one's blue because it's blueberry and the one's red because <laughs> it's strawberry it's like no these all just look the same because the flavoring yeah. don't have no color yeah <laughs> it's like you don't realize and that's the only place i can buy chips now that are flavored which again i've cut way down on those yeah they're bad for you 
But if you go and buy a bag of Doritos, Flamin' Hot Cheetos or something like that, there's MSG galore in that stuff. Where Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. All that flavored chips now are loaded with MSG. Okay. All these brands never have the MSG, and they somehow still make the flavored chips without the MSG. It's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. It is amazing. Well, I'm going to watch out for that. Thanks for, for that tip. And that would be the Flamin' Hot Doritos that were... Not invented by the guy who claimed he invented them that you do the show. Right. About. Yeah. It was a very interesting story that nobody that was that was fucking riveting. You know, when I heard I remember, you know, I can almost remember everywhere I was when I listened to your shows. And that one, I was uh, in my backyard on a very hot day uh, doing yoga on my uh, yoga mat, which believe it or not. Wait, did like, you lose a bet or something? No, I, I you know what? I've always had, uh, you know, my back, my back will kink up if I don't do that shit. So I'm, I'm pretty religious about doing my stretches and my yoga and stuff. And I was listening to that and I thought, God damn, this is, this is a hell of a story. I just, you know, I, I basically stopped doing my moves because I didn't want to distract myself from what you were saying, you know, and I was so disappointed to learn out that learn later. We'd both been scammed. <laughs> yes. We, everybody been scammed. And they, but there's guy. still, I mean, it's one of those things where he still claims it's true. I think. Really? He and, does. Uh, oh, and I think they're like, well, no, I mean, there's still a, a question about the way that whole story went down because the guy exists yeah. and he is a vice president at whatever it is now, whatever the conglomerate is. Yeah. And it was a great story. I mean, that was it. It's like, but it didn't seem like any of the, oh, well, he cooked up a batch at home and brought him in. You know, that yeah. whole thing maybe seemed to be exaggerated, but we know that people tell stories. Yes, they do. And as years go on, some things are remembered better than others, which the last show we touched on the Danny Masterson case. And this week, it's even a bigger case. Oh, really? Well, I haven't heard. Tell me. I mean, the Russell Brand thing. Oh, Russell Brand. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. the Danny Masterson case times like a thousand, it seems. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's a very interesting thing just due to the fact you know, Danny Masterson, anybody can give or take. He was just an actor. There was no obvious reason mm -hmm. to go after him. Yeah. Well, except he was a Scientologist, which I guess maybe that's reason enough. But Russell Brand has the the target on his back. Yes. Because he flipped on the mainstream media. And the Dems. And as uh, John and that, or Adam said, uh, you know, when you leave the Dem party, they're like the mob. They come after you. Whereas if you leave the Republicans, they don't give a shit. So I guess he's, he's becoming apostate and he must be silenced. Because he is one of the few people. I mean, Rogan is up there as well. Sure. And I'm surprised he had because, I mean, he did the man show. I mean, let's be honest. If there wasn't uh a lot of things around here that they could have pointed to. And the Russell Brand thing seems to kind of be the same thing. We're like, oh, four anonymous people that he worked with came out and said this, mm -hmm. you know, or four anonymous women. And it's like the anonymous thing always bugs me. Sure. Yeah. And, and how long after the fact? Over when a decade. These... Okay. Well, I don't understand why he was. So I don't know. Here's the thing. The Russell, the only Russell Brand I know basically is this 2.0 version with the gray beard and very po highly politically charged and kind of, you know, leading to the right. 
Um, I guess as an entertainer, he wasn't on my radar. He, I heard him. I heard his his spiel that he gave. That you know when he said he was in the movies, was not. I, I I couldn't name one Russell Brand movie. I have no idea. Did he? What what's his resume, Darren? What has he done? Because I I missed it. Whatever his prime was. Well, he really came to prominence just in the UK, being the host of their version of Big Brother, I believe. A fucking reality show. Well, it's that was big, man. Nobody watches regular TV. Right. Okay. And he, he came to prominence then. He worked on some other stuff. He married Katy Perry for a while. That was the uh that was big news. Okay. And then had a divorce. And of course now she's like, Well, people are gonna now see the real Russell Brand. Was oh, like, she throwing him under the bus, Katie? Yeah, I don't know how much so, but that'll be an interesting part to it. Okay. Yeah. DJ guru saying he did stand up for a while. All right. And he, the movies he did were kind of the more slapstick. You know, he's not a serious actor. Okay. And he was also, uh, quite promiscuous as any guy in that, in their single years that can bet any woman they want to more or less. That was just the uh, time period. Mm-hmm. And He's like, I made no bones about that. But now these stories that are coming out again, when it's anonymous sources, it took these news organizations four years to investigate this. Wow. So they've been after him for a while. uh I'm trying to wrap my brain around that one. Even the time period. It's like, if it takes you that long to dig up the dirt on somebody, And you still don't have anything concrete. This is the Donald Trump thing 2.0. It's Justice Kavanaugh 2.0. It's all, you know, we can throw this kind of stuff out there and see where it sticks or if it doesn't stick. Now, he made a, uh, I've got this audio here. He made this comment after this came, uh, came to light. And he is defending himself, of course, but. This kind of at least gives us a little bit of uh, of a groundwork on what's going on. Okay. Hello there, you awakening wonders. Now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack, and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff, like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question Is there another agenda at play? 
particularly when we've seen coordinated media attacks before, like with Joe Rogan, when he dared to take a medicine that the mainstream media didn't approve of. And we saw a spate of headlines from media outlets across the world using the same language. I'm aware that you guys have been saying in the comments for a while, watch out, Russell, they're coming for you. You're getting too close to the truth. Russell Brand did not kill himself. I know that a year ago there was a spate of articles. Russell Brand's a conspiracy theorist. Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of news media making phone calls, sending letters to people I know for ages and ages. It's been clear to me, or at least it feels to me like there's a serious and concerted agenda to control these kind of spaces and these kind of voices. And I mean my voice along with your voice. I don't mind them using my books and my stand up to talk about my promiscuous consensual conduct in the past. What I seriously refute are these very, very serious criminal allegations. Also, it's worth mentioning that there are witnesses whose evidence directly contradicts the narratives that these two mainstream media outlets are trying to construct, apparently in what seems to me to be a coordinated attack. Now, I don't want to get into this any further because of the serious nature of the allegations, but I feel like I'm being attacked and plainly they are working very closely together. We are obviously going to look into this matter because it's very, very serious. In the meantime, I want you to stay close, stay awake, but more important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. And uh, it's an interesting thing because, again, mm. we're supposed to believe all victims unless uh, they're claiming Joe Biden did something. Yes. And this is where it makes it very difficult for somebody that is accused of anything or anybody that wants to speak out and go, well, is he getting railroaded? Cause you get, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, you're, you're going to, you're backing a rapist. Mm -hmm. It is very, very nefarious. What's going on with this stuff. Well, it is. And the, and the, the sad thing is um, when it turns out that a situation is somebody is attempting to railroad somebody, a la Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Right. And she was proven to be a lying cretin. Um, that's soon forgotten, isn't it? Well, that's the issue, too, is there is very little, even though there are laws on the books, this is the broken record within the United States of America is that they don't want to prosecute people using the laws on the books. They just want to bitch that things aren't good. And crime is high and all of that because there are laws that say if you bring false accusations against somebody, you should go to jail. Absolutely. Yes. When there is no repercussion, then people can say whatever they want. And this is the worrisome thing here. And I've got a clip of a British female presenter, as they call them over there, arguing with her male presenter cohort on. The evidence that's here and it's a, you know, it's hearsay. It's he said, she said, when people aren't under oath, you can say whatever the hell you want. You're not going to go to jail for it. So if you go to the news and give them a story and it turns out to be a hundred percent false, you will not have anything bad happen to you, which people are asking the question because there's at least four women in the Russell brand thing. And I know this is going to really surprise you. Do you know how many of those went to the police? Zero. Yeah, zero. Why would that be? Did I know. Did anybody ask them that? Why they didn't at the time, like right at, at the path to the fact? Why didn't they call the police then? I mean, he was, if it was 10 years ago, you know, I guess he was a pretty wealthy, famous guy even then, even though I missed him. But uh, right. So why not then? I don't know.
That's a good question because, again, the level of what you have to prove is at a completely different level than if you were to take this to the authorities and claim that a a crime took place. But it's interesting just to see how the news media runs with stuff. This is NBC here. This is just a quick clip. This was the entirety on this news program from NBC. This was the entirety of their coverage of the story. English comedian and actor Russell Brand is facing accusations of rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse. The allegations against the entertainer emerged in a joint investigation by three British media outlets. Brand denies the accusations made by four women, saying his relationships have been, quote, always consensual. That was it. That's it. Mm. So we're letting you know that somebody was accused. But now if this was uh, if this was Hunter Biden. It would be accused without evidence. Right. Nope. Just here. We just want to let you know that this bad guy has been accused of this. Yeah. It's hilarious. If it wasn't so serious when it comes down to how much this can totally wreck somebody's life. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little less so for Russell Brand because he is in the Joe Rogan category of kind of doing his own thing although he is as pointed out on no agenda very tied into youtube and that and if your audience knows you're on youtube and nowhere else you can be while not canceled you can be disappeared where it's going to take a while for people to find you again and sometimes people just aren't looking sure and many people just vanish completely or you know they're just they're they're bullied and buffaloed into silence so yeah and uh, I mean, Bill O'Reilly has made that comment a few times because he's been doing his own thing now mm-hmm. for years. And he's like, I still constantly run into people who are like, oh, I had no idea that you were still doing stuff, that you had your own. It's like because once you're gone from the big network. And it's weird in this day and age that people don't just put your name into Google because isn't that yeah. what everybody does for everything? Yeah, but there, there's this whole, I think there's a massive, massive uh, um, faction of people out there who still do get their information, if you can call it that, you know, from the M5M. And, uh, you know, when they're on, when they're online, it's, I don't know, they're probably looking at porn or sports or right. TikTok or whatever, you know, but they still, they still go to CNN and so forth for uh political news and so yeah where's so yeah where's o'reilly you know, they don't give a shit they right. probably looked at him in the first place so it's like you yeah. have to that's why adam curry absolutely right the best thing you can do is direct people to your own website to your own service it's great if you want to use youtube it's great if you want to use x or whatever you're using but it should all have a strategy yes that uh I remember back when all of the social media started, there was an interview with whoever was Britney Spears's agent or publicist or whatever it was at the time. And they're like, well, uh, if, if you're doing anything, that's not a wagon wheel, which everything leads you back to the core site, which is your core property online. You're not doing it right. 
It's like, because again, it's great if you have a YouTube channel, but that YouTube channel should be like, well, you also want to go to thatlarryshow.com. Oh, yeah, it's great. You're on X, but you want to go to thatlarryshow.com. Oh, you're on Facebook. That's great. Go to thatlarryshow.com for more. Mm-hmm. And that way, if they kick you off of a Twitter, well, then people know where to go right. to find you. Yes. And it's unfortunate when it happens, and it's great to use all these sites, but when you know you don't control them, mm-hmm. there's very little you can do. If they decide they don't want you on there and it's going to be interesting to see if Russell brand completely disappears from YouTube and it's great that you can use the rumble or whatever else he's using. I know rumble exists, but I never go there because there's not enough there. I guess maybe it's not anything. So it's like you get caught up and it's like, well, at YouTube, that's the place I go. When I go look for clips, I go look at YouTube. Maybe I should go looking at rumble more. Sure. But I digress. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they become so big, so ubiquitous that uh, it's like people have been like, well, I mean, come on. Um, Google has become a figure of speech, right? It's its own verb. Um, that's not going to happen to, uh, you know, I use, because of you and the fabulous Sir Bemrose, I use uh, Brave's search engine. Um, but I never would have done that had I not get my own self pissed off at Google and then they're fucking doodles. <laughs> Well, everything, yeah, well, everything is about selling you more ads with Google. Yeah, they just, you know, and so I said, fuck this. And so I, you know, for a while I used DuckDuckGo until I found out they were selling me information too. Uh-huh. And for all I know, maybe Brave has gotten tits up. I mean, I, you don't know. Um, but yeah, so people, YouTube, you're right. If I look for a clip, I'm going to look on YouTube. I'm not going to think first Vimeo or Rumble or you know, I'm sure there's a dozen others, you know, you just you know and if you're used to, Hey, I go to, I go to YouTube and then I see Russell brand. If he just disappears, you're like, Oh, did he just stop doing them things? Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But the thing, I think the interesting thing is going to be, is, is there going to be a, you know, criminal charges pressed against him? We're going to see him, uh, you know, arrested. I mean, how far will this go? I don't know that'll be the interesting thing yeah how far will it go where will it wind up mm-hmm. now you have the clip from russell brand this is what this, the belief is that that may be one of the things that pushed him over the we got to get this guy yeah well it's my understanding that that this guy was very much on the left for a long time when he was hosting tv shows and doing whatever kind of movies he did and so forth and uh, hedonist or promiscuous as he said and now that he's turned his back on all that and has become an apostate and a kind of a voice of some faction of the right, he's pissed a lot of people off. And this little clip of him with Bill Maher may have been the final straw. I've brought some facts. The pandemic created at least 40 new big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made $1,000 of profit every second from the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. More than two-thirds of Congress received campaign funding from pharmaceutical companies in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, not for money. And of course, Pfizer made $100 billion okay. in profit right. in 2022. Right. And may I just mention that finally... And these are, this is also a fact that you, the American public, funded the development of that. The German public funded the BioNTech uh, vaccine. When it came to the profits, they took the profits. When it came to the funding, you paid for the funding. It's difficult not okay, to... But I, I will just add one thing. It is possible that these are 
greedy capitalists who made a lot of money. All I'm querying is this. Yeah. Is if you have an economic system in which pharmaceutical companies benefit hugely from medical emergencies, where a military industrial complex benefits from war, where energy companies benefit from energy crises, you are going to generate states of perpetual crisis where the interests of ordinary people. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. And did you like how the uh, Goyo plugin that I used just took all the annoying music that somebody had laid onto that clip? You right know, I was off. wondering where that shitty music <laughs> went. Wow, that you know, that's fantastic. I, th- I thought, did I maybe download a different clip than it? Because I thought this m- music is hideous. Yes. Thank you for doing that. No, it's a very impressive plugin that was in beta for free, and they're now going to a paid thing. But the mm-hmm. uh, the beta worked really well on being able to take music out without totally destroying. Mm. the voice you can hear it a little bit but uh that was impressive and so what are you what are you uh using that that plugin plugging into what's it it just goes uh, right into the uh adobe audition or whatever okay audio so you're, that you're, you're using junk that i use audacity you're using something you it can probably go in right into audacity as well because really? it's just a plugin yeah i'm gonna look at that. goyo yeah g-o-y-o and it's it's three knobs it is one for reverb so if you want to get rid of the reverb you just turn it all the way down one for ambiance so anything that's going on besides the voice and then a third knob just for the voice which for and and this is the place that really shines is when people want to take an audio clip of somebody speaking and add that annoying music behind it yeah but russell brand neither side knows what to make of him because he really looks like if you ran into him without knowing anything about him, you'd be like ardent liberal or John the Baptist. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he has come around as he has aged to be like, well, wait a minute. I, you know, some of these things don't make sense. Yeah. And he's daring to say that. And he's daring to say that to an audience. And you have to ask yourself, why would they go after with any of this? Why would they go after the guy? Because nobody seems to be doing journalism for journalism sake anymore. It's all to push a narrative or a vast majority yeah. to push a narrative. And it's like, well, does anybody really care in the grand scheme of things? Even if this stuff did happen, does the world really care about four women and Russell Brand? No, no. Sorry. That's just the way it is. But you're like, well, now, if we can take this guy down who is saying stuff that we don't like, it becomes a lot easier. I said that with the Bill Cosby thing, which is if you can pull this off and maybe Bill Cosby did it, I don't know. With any of this stuff, I wasn't there. But if you can pull it off on Bill Cosby, well, then, of course, you could do it to Danny Masterson. And by way easier, I think you can do it to Russell Brand just because of his personality and he was very open about yeah he was doing anything that moved yeah but then again that's also you start asking the question well if he could have all these chicks and they were throwing himself at him why why would he have to force any of them so there's there's a lot of questions there and then look at him you can look you can look at weinstein and realize why he'd absolutely have to force people you know, there's a yeah he's like here this is a Brand, transaction a bad looking guy i mean you know he's, he looks all right i mean i guess right well and there's a lot of the 
there's we have buyer's remorse. I'm guessing there's a lot of fuckers remorse when it comes down to, you know, mainly women. I mean, I, I've yet to meet a guy who was like, wow, yeah, I met, you know, whatever singer, actress, and I fucked her. And now uh, five years later, I'm, I can't believe I did that. You're right. I've never heard that. No. A lot of women, though, come out with, oh, I wasn't, yeah, I shouldn't have, or I didn't. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's guys are just slutty or just easy. Maybe that's what it is. Hmm. But it's an interesting concept. It is. a. I've never heard. That's a good phrase. Fuckers remorse. I've never heard that before. Thank well, you. then you come back years later and go, wow. Yeah. It was very similar to the Danny Masterson thing where it's like, well, do you really believe this is what happened to you? Or did somebody tell you this is what happened to you? It's like, oh, wait, you you thought you had a relationship with Russell Brand. But uh, did you or did he? Did he emotionally manipulate you? Mm. And you're seeing this thrown around as well, which to me, this goes back to the warnings on cars that say, you know, death or injury may occur. It's like you could stop at death. That's all you need to say is that death may occur (laughs) if you do this. Death or injury doesn't make sense. That's why it doesn't make sense to me when these stories are like, well, Russell Brand raped and emotionally tortured this woman it's like well yeah you don't and what does that mean there's a lot of people that are in long-term relationships and one of the audio clips which of course they were all anonymized or there were actresses reading the stuff in this report that came out on whatever channel it was that put this out and the one woman's like well i went to go i believe get his lunch order and i went to his dressing room and he must have known it was me because he turned around and his penis was out. And and I, I then I, I did start a consensual relationship with him after that. And it's like, <laughs> right. It's like this is my brain just blew up that you're telling this story. And they had the same, you know, the same very ominous music. Yeah. And she's recounting this person's recounting the words of somebody else. But they're doing the actress job. Uh, wow he's exposing himself to me and it's so horrible yeah but then i decided i would date him so i mean <laughs> i don't understand my brain explodes it's like you have no credibility at that point mm. you have no credibility at that point yeah you know if you would have just said well he did this and it was horrible and i couldn't believe he did it and you would have stopped there without and then i went and had a relationship with him yeah and see then there's the ripple effect with this stuff uh, you know, to wit Ashton Kutcher, you know, um, he's, he's sort of teetering on the brink of cancellation himself just because he said that this Masterson guy, you know, seemed like an okay dude in writing. So right. oh, you're going down too. It's really, it's really scary shit. Because you can say, no, the guy that I knew was this, you know, right. this is, this is out of character mm-hmm. and you get that in any major court case it doesn't matter what it is sure you have that opportunity to try to put the person's life into perspective because you're whether or not you're going to get the death penalty or life in prison or whether you're going to get 10 years may depend on the reasoning behind everything Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of people were like well you know the guy just saw the person that he killed, well, he just saw him kill his wife and kids, and then he went nuts and he killed the guy. 
that's a lot different than he just randomly picked somebody on the street and killed them. Yes, it is. Again, this is why having some kind of context is important. And that's something that you start to lose as you go years and years down the line, like both the Danny Masterson thing and the Russell Brand thing. Oh, yeah. It must have been the Danny Masterson thing. There was one of the witnesses that was like, well, here, I remember every moment of that day. I I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. And I believe it was it had. I'm guessing this was from the court transcripts, not somebody doing an interview because they're nobody's going to do the gotcha interview thing to a rape victim because that's just never done because you have to believe all victims. But it must have been the opposing counsel then that said, um, were you somebody that watched the bachelor or one of those shows? And oh yeah, well, who got voted off the show that night? And then crickets like, well, you just said you remember every second of that day. Like it was yesterday. Mm. Well, that disproves that really quickly. Doesn't it though? That's why you have to be careful with your words. You can't be, you can't say, I remember that day, Mm. every second of that day. It's like, no, you you may just want to say, I remember every second of the event, yeah. <laughs> not the whole rest of the day, because I can't tell you on a minute by minute basis what I did yesterday. <laughs> so when you come through these court cases and people are getting like Danny Masters in 30 years for people going, well, I can tell you exactly what happened 20 years ago. I don't buy it. No, but I think that's part of why this woman here, her name is Beverly Turner. Her partner is Andrew Pierce. They are on GB News or something like that. So it's another British. And I don't know exactly how big or small compared to the BBC or whatever. But they're having the argument about the Russell Brand thing. When I saw that these uh, news hosts clashing and I saw it was a man and a woman, I was first like, well, the guy's going to be backing them and the woman's going to be believe all victims. But no, it's a little different which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I've talked about, um, because what Jonathan Ashworth is referring to is your tweet, Beverly Turner, at the weekend when you said about, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Russell Russell Brand. You are being attacked. Establishment need you don't know what to do with the fact you have 6 million subscribers. 6.5. And generate autonomous knowing and original content. You are welcome on my GB News show anytime. Actually, it's my show too. Uh, We are mainstream media, but we are not establishment media. But we are not establishment media. There's a difference. Keep going. This proves you're winning. You're a hero with Mm. a love heart emoji. Bev, that is shameful. It's not that shameful. is shameful. That is shameful. You have dismissed in one tweet uh, a four-year investigation by the Sunday Times, the Times, and Channel Four as contemptuously the mainstream media. A 16-year-old girl has complained of being groomed by this man. Two women have said they were raped, and there are more and more cases coming tonight. And you say you're a hero. Don't you think before you say someone's Why do you a think hero? He's my hang hero? on. Don't you think before you say he's a hero, you should establish whether these very serious allegations are true? Well, before well, what's the I answer tweet- to that? Before I tweeted that, I had spoken to several sources mm. close to Brand, right. close to the Times. Had you spoken to those to four women? Sun. I was confident that there is no smoking gun in this regard. Right. I remain confident, having watched the dispatches, if that is what they've got after four years of a joint investigation by the Times newspaper and Channel 4, those four flimsy allegations from women who choose to stay anonymous, so there is nobody that can counter their version of events. There's nobody who can say, well, hang on, I was there on that occasion. 
Whilst, uh, and this is the thing. Do you have any sympathy year, for these women? There are 1.1 1. 1 million. Sympathy for these women? Every year, there are one. I mean, this is very much like the Trump stuff. Yeah. This is very you know bizarre that she's like, well, you know, there's no proof. And it's like, do you, do you have any sympathy to, for well, these it's women? It's always back to feelings. Uh-huh. Do you have sympathy for these women? It's not what it's about. No. It's about facts. What are the fucking facts? We yes. don't know. And we all know. They look up the Duke lacrosse case. Uh, exactly. Yes. Duke lacrosse. It's like, do you have sympathy for them? It's like, if this was yeah. proven, then yes. Yeah. But until it is, until it's more than just an anonymized person yeah. saying something that can't be proven one way or the other. And it's like, she's making the very methodical case that you need to prove this and they haven't risen to that level there's no evidence there's just mm -hmm. accusations and you're right this the guy is on the other side of this with well don't you have any remote don't how don't you feel sorry for these women yeah it's like well yeah. do you have proof that it you know again you can't believe that well women never lie it's like but they do but they do so how do you Everybody separate lied. this? And it's like, that's the yeah. gotcha game. You say, well, of course yeah. I have, uh, you know, sympathy for them, but I think they're a liar. And then they're like, how dare you think? And it's like, it's the same thing with sympathy the Danny. shouldn't ever enter any, any legal proceeding whatsoever. It's got nothing to do with any of it. No. And that's, you're right. The Ashton Kutcher thing. I always want to call him Kushner. So which everybody's like, do you want to think he's related <laughs> to Jared? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I, know I don't know uh, him well enough. I know yeah. Mila Kunis because she was a lot more attractive, but the issue is him or her, both of them sending the letter in defense of Danny Masterson was not denying, was not saying these women lied. They're just saying, here's the guy we know, and they will not, as the left, allow that. No. No, no, you can't. You can't support them in any way, shape, or form. We have decided that they are guilty. Decided. The star chamber has said, and how dare it's like, you know, the struggle sessions in fucking China, you know, how, how dare you? It's all or nothing. And uh, it's really sick. And, you know, Kutcher's got to be worth hundred million bucks. I'm sure he's very oh, more. Wealthy. I think, yeah, I think he's probably closing probably in more on more. the billion. Cause he's got, he's one of these okay. guys early on that was yeah. investing well. Yeah. And so, so he, he doesn't have the balls to say, fuck off. I would, I'd be like, this is a guy that I knew and he was working with him, not yeah. just in that 70s show back in the day which again the interesting thing there is mila kunis lied to get that role she was uh 14 they, yeah and they thought she was 18 mm. so she was very young around danny masterson and never once did you know for these people that are like you are a horrible violent person that can't be trusted around women it's like well she's telling a different story mm. and this again is why you can't lump everybody into things that's not to say that he didn't do it Maybe he had a type. Maybe he just knew what he was doing behind closed doors and he was a great actor. That's possible because he's an actor. Mm -hmm. But that is the, you know, the, the disconnect is that, well, no, you can't know a different person. Right. And it's, it is, it's horrible that if you try to show any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, narrative that says, well, no, that's not what I knew because right. Ashton worked with him on, the netflix series which was one of the only series that's come out in the last decade that i thought was pretty decent was a comedy it was kind of a dramedy on netflix called the ranch 
which had uh, Ashton along with Danny Masterson as his brother. And then when Danny had to get kicked off the show, they brought in uh, Dak Shepard, which then the show took a turn for the worse. Okay. But the father is uh, is the beef. It's for dinner guy. What's his name? Um, you know, you know, I'm talking about uh, beef. It's what's for dinner. Yeah. The guy, um, the, the real he's always been a real Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Okay. Because James Garner used to say that, too. Oh, back real in the day, it was Rockford? Back in the, huh? And back in the day, Rockford did that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then the tagline was beef, real food for real people. And so now it's what's for dinner with Sam Elliott. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Now, he played the father. So, I mean, if you've never seen The Ranch, that's actually yeah. kind of a decent show. It's not okay. woke at all. Mm. And Alicia Cuthbert from uh, 24 plays right. one of the his his love interest of Ashton on that show. Yeah. But the big mystery is how did Demi Moore dump Bruce Willis for <laughs> Ashton Kutcher? I don't know. I mean, come on. It had to be one of those things just younger. Maybe as a 10 inch personality. No, no, that's allegedly with, uh, they made multiple jokes about that in the uh, two and a half men thing that, uh, he, he has, uh, he has a lot going on downstairs. Who? Ashton. Ashton. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And he's not a bad looking guy. I mean, so there's, yeah. there's that he's the kind of guy people are like, no, I can hang out, have a beer with. He seems okay. Mm. But he worked with Danny Masterson right up into the point where he had to be canceled for this. So it's not like, wow, this is just a friend of mine that I worked with 10 years ago. It's like, he was actively seeing the guy on a daily basis while this was going on. Mm. So if he was still writing that letter for him, then it, it kind of means a little bit more. Yeah. But let let these two British presenters continue sniping at each other. I thought it was kind of funny that this <laughs> was good. It's good, good stuff. A good back and forth for like being on the air. This isn't mm. like, you know, something that happened between uh, in commercial or anything. And the guy's just trying to take her down. And it's like, wow, that's that's how can yeah. you do that? She's a woman. Mm. 1.1 million people who are sexually assaulted in this mm. country. Mm. Newspapers like yours yeah. don't care about that. Until there's a celebrity involved. No. And then suddenly it's all over well. the front page of the paper. <laughs> of course, everybody has the right to not be sexually offensive, um, sexually assaulted. Anybody who has been sexually assaulted, my heart goes out mm. to them. This happens every single there's day. There's not a country. scintilla of sympathy in this statement on Twitter for these four women who I would argue none of them know each other. It's a very you know big thing to go public. Um, I'm, 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 and you, it's like, well, how do you know none of them know each other yeah, too? That's making that. that's making a real big leap there. Mm. And he's back yeah. to the sympathy thing. Yeah. So right, you don't have any sympathy. It's like, what does that have to do with reality? Yeah. On Twitter, for these four women, who I would argue, none of them know each other. It's a very you know big thing to go public. Um, I'm, 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 and, and you, you say this proves, keep going. this proves Where's you're winning. What, winning by allegedly raping and grooming 16-year-olds? You're a hero, love heart. Let I'm me shocked. tell you why he's winning. He's winning because he is a man who generates his own content under his own speed, under his own expense. Yeah, he is a threat to all of these newspapers. The ones His that you clip, write for when you can. I love newspapers. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love this industry. So that's more what important I'm than is, these allegations why by now? these women. Why now? No, why it's, now? It's taken four why years. Now? It's taken he's, four he's, years for this. And that's all they've got? The, well, why didn't the they allegations, go to the, the police? Allegations, why haven't they gone to the police Well, now? the allegations, they're, going, they're increasing in their number, and I guarantee to you this is going to be 
a huge investigation, a huge story, and I'm astonished that you let to his defence before you can have any read of his content in the last uh, three years. You have you no idea who he is. You have no idea what he represents. Had you watched the dispatch show when you had you watched the dispatch show when you put that tweet out on Saturday morning? No, but that you doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. There was nothing you hadn't to even seen the dispatches program when you put out he ago. is a hero. And you hadn't even seen the dispatches program. His, he would not you, have gained you of that? the as popularity a woman, as a woman knowing that how, how difficult it is in this country. If all the mainstream media hadn't been singing for Missing one non-scientific no, hymn sheet and all you've done is for the last three years, women, shame on you. Then he wouldn't have the hero. Shame on you for attacking these you've women. You've created that hero. Shame you've on you for attacking these women. Because all these people, all these newspapers that gave one side Stop. of the pandemic. Where has this woman attacked? These anonymous accusers. Never. I never heard her say, heard say one, um, one uh, uncomplimentary thing about any of them. What is he talking about? This guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. By disagreeing, you she attack. She hasn't attacked anybody. All she's no. saying is, hey, you know, we don't know what the facts are yet. And, and, and how can you be sympathetic for someone? You know, maybe, maybe these accusations are fake. If they are, if they're not fake, if they're real, then yeah, bring on the sympathy. But not until you find out the facts. It was from GB News, NetNet, GBNews.com. That's right on their wow. it's right on their main page. At least it was this morning still, the uh this clip. Mm. But yeah, I, I had that same thought. It's like you're not attacking these women no. by saying this you know, and one an by asshole. by questioning in her why now? And it's like, well, this has taken four years. It's like, yeah, but this is something that happened fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it is. Well, that's still not why now. Why did they wait until he was off his British show? He was not, you know, now he's off on his own saying things a lot of people don't like. Why and are you women, just. Yes. And these women didn't come forward on their own to these uh, media outlets. They dug them up, didn't they? They it's had not to. like which way did the contact go? It was if they the didn't newspapers. know each other, obviously they somebody had to go find them. Somebody had to go find them and and just you know swing from vine to vine to get to them. And I don't remember the exact story that the one that was claiming to be sixteen at the time that she met him, but it was something like you know oh he asked me what I was doing here must have been like on the set of one of the shows or something, and oh I got the impression you know that he was grooming me for sex. And it's like, well, I hate to tell you that any relationship between any man and any woman, that's what's going on. <laughs> I mean, that's what True. it is. Yeah. Guys are like, well, okay, do you think maybe I could and do plenty this? of women and- groom guys too. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's not, let's not, that, that works both ways. It's certainly not a one-way street. No. But that's just what relationships are. And it's like, well, I don't know what the, I don't know what the age of consent is over in Britain. I heard it was 16. And if that's so, the case, then it's like, well, then he's not even breaking the law if you're right. 16 and he's 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I've been looking for more information on there was a football player that just had a grand jury somewhere in the South get him on sodomy for a minor. And he was only like 18 or 19. So it's like, well, what actually happened? Was this another case of like a 16 year old and 19 year old together and they're going to go after him because. Well, they can because there was no Romeo and Juliet law in this particular state, which 
there's a lot of this stuff that is just very troubling. If you're like, well, this was a boyfriend girlfriend situation and they were three years apart, but it's like, well, that's nothing. Not in this time, not in this day and age. Like you need more information to kind of fill in all of these blanks. And I just don't understand like what this, well, he was grooming me. What does that mean exactly? I don't know, but we, I've heard this word on the news, so I can say it's, I mean, I think it's usually used in terms of pedophiles. Yes. Very young and very young for, you know, children, whatever. Um, but so that, you know, strange world we live in that it is Look, yeah. let this finish out here because they I mean they were going they're going at it pretty good yeah he was it's, oh, it's now about voice. covid again beverly turner's other big hobby horse she can't get through an hour without going on about COVID. this is not about covid this he is about serious about allegations about a public masses. figure who has been accused by four women of twice two of rape one of grooming a six-year-old and you're banging on about covid he talks about the you're thing obsessed that you're no, obsessed i'm telling you you're obsessed. that the reason Stephanie. he is a hero to right. millions of people yeah. Millions who will right. be watching Not this these channel women. is because of his position right. on politics right. in the last three right. years. He used to be a left winger. He now gets written off as a right winger. That's why people like Jonathan Ashwood don't know what to say. Because when he was the left wing darling, everybody loved him. Now that he's interviewing people like Tucker Carlson and interviewing Ron DeSantis, the press hate him. They've You're turned against him because of his You're just talking about the issues, are you? You're just not talking about the issues, are you? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, but you can't have that conversation. I guess now any man that's accused is guilty. You cannot even ask questions like, well, are we sure? No. How good is the story? What is the evidence? You know, I don't know. In the UK, it's a little different here in the United States. It used to be you had to have evidence before people were considered guilty, but not anymore. Guess not. That's the issue when you get everything into the court of public opinion. It's a, it's a quick roll right on down from there. But I mean, if this is what British news is like, that's way more interesting. I'd like to watch them a lot more than uh, what we're getting on the news. Yeah. Here. Well, you know, haven't we heard clips of like the parliament British guys screaming at each other and you shut up and I, you know, I, I applaud that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's way more real anyway, because yeah. that's what they want to do here. Yes. They should be able to just go after each other. It would be a lot more fun. It sure would. Now, you've got a few more clips. Now, I like the one that was provided by uh, CSB. I mean, is this a good time to get a little levity in the... Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, it's not too often that we're, we're table talk or gossip on somebody else's show. Well, yeah, especially not a- one with the one and only Adam Curry, the guy that created podcasting. Yeah, exactly. So we're like, we're like, you know, sort of edging into the big time here. Thanks to CSB. Thank you, CSB. <laughs> yes. As everybody that listens to this show and many others know, CSB will send in a boostergram with his messages, and people like to read those messages. Sometimes they're a little more entertaining than others. <laughs> Five through Fountain says, Hello, Podcasting 2.0 friends, Adam and Dave. I want to recommend the podcast called Planet Rage, <laughs> which can be found at www.planetrage.show. It's reminiscent of No Agenda, but features 
half Polish Darren O'Neill. O'Neill sounds so Polish. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, Polak. <laughs> I got to pull that one out. I need to use that yeah. as an ISO. Definitely ISO. And I, you know, I've been waiting to ask you, Darren, were your, were your feelings hurt when he called you a Polak? No. Oh. Why not? <laughs> should they? Should they be? There, wait, wait. Is, does Adam Curry? You know, he doesn't have enough money to be like. Well, I'm gonna. You, you emotionally hurt me. How dare you? I can never do a podcast ever again. Is that what we need to do? We have to show some mental distress. Am I doing this exactly. wrong? Yeah. Oh, I need to do. I should have practiced way more for that. Yeah. Do you ever have a new, another root canal be his fault? Right. He e- that. Exactly. It's all. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> He's only half Polish. Oh, okay. What half? Neil part. <laughs> but what half? Stop. Yeah. What half is Polish, Darren? You want to answer that or are you going to leave that where it is? <laughs> that's my mom's side. Okay. And that's right. the uh, that. that's the good uh, Polish or uh, Slovak side. I mean, it's, it's questionable uh, when you're from that neck of the woods. Uh, mm-hmm. You could be a whole lot of different things. That's why sure. CSB is always like, and then you have DNA and I'm like no <laughs> I don't want to know don't do it no it's bad don't. it's bad in part uh, in place of half Polish Dvorak and half Irish Larry instead of half Scottish Adam Larry has such a deep voice that when he speaks every woman nearby thinks her phone just vibrated <laughs> God <laughs> Jesus okay <laughs> Yo, CSB. <laughs> Yo, exactly. Yeah, CSB brings a different level <laughs> of uh, understanding to the show. Now, who was that person speaking? Who was who was, was that? That wasn't who was that? That was Dave Jones. He is the other half of the podcasting 2.0 powerhouse. Okay, and and so CSB brought this show to their attention. Thank you, CSB. That's really cool. We well, like once that. he stopped doing his own. AI show. He still wanted to promote shows and he just doesn't have one. So, okay. He has promoted this show. I believe he's promoted Unrelenting. I believe he has uh, done a few other shows that I'm not a part of. I'm, I'm CSB. Where do you find the time to watch, listen to anybody besides me? But he likes to uh, promote those while he's sending in his booster grams and he's a, uh, a cheerleader for people that are doing a lot of different things. So, well, I'm smiling big because you got called a Pollock and I got compared to a vibrating phone. So, <laughs> Well, you're you're only half Irish. What's the other half? <laughs> Actually, I'm like over 90 percent Irish. The other stuff uh, I did do the 23 and me thing. And they told me, well, I knew I was part French um, chunk of German in there. But what I found out was also the uh, the American Indian Italian part. I hadn't known about that. So there. So the part that's French, every now and then you just put your hands up and say, I, 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 I give up. I just get the, I just suddenly, you know, stop what I'm doing and make a souffle. <laughs> well, that's and not bad. Souffles are good. Yeah, they are. So <laughs> they do. The French do also, the bakery very well. Yeah. And I like wearing berets sometimes, but only, only when no one's looking. I was going to say, I would like yeah. to see a photo of that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Moose would look good in a beret. I'm not sure you could pull it off. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what? I am going to the uh, the No Agenda Meetup, um, which is on. Let's see, it's on the twenty third, I think, in uh, Higginham, Connecticut. So maybe I'll show up there with a beret on. Well, okay, you, you said some, that's some the members of the nation there. First time, yeah. The twenty third. That give you enough time to grow a pencil thin mustache yeah, to go. Or with I could the... just paint one on with a crayon, right? Be really <laughs> yes. tacky. Yeah, a little Why wax not? paint. That would yeah. be good. A little little uh, 
pencil thin mustache. You got yeah. the beret. Yeah. They just act like I am Larry. Do you I'm not Larry, know me? I'm here to speak to you. Yeah, maybe I wear a, a boat neck, a horizontal striped shirt. You know, one of those. They're like an Adagio dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> Digigoo is also a part Polish, part Irish, Chicago. And so, see, that's why. Uh, oh, okay. You we guys need can to, trade kielbasa recipes. Yeah, we need to start a mafia. I mean, they're good there kielbasa go. is, uh, is not hard to find. We got a grocery store here that yeah. makes all sorts of fresh sausages, even from a gator and uh, some other bizarre stuff. Yeah. You can make what, whatever you want. I like it. Well, that was a fun clip. I was, I had to laugh and thank you again, CSP. So he's the ultimate <laughs> promoter. He is. And uh, it's okay. It's okay to be half Polak and half, yeah. you know, Irish, which you I mean, there's a, you got the paddy wagon. I think anybody that says paddy wagon, we can always point to him to him like that's racist. There are so many words oh, sure. that are racist. So many. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Especially mm-hmm. if you start going down the line from, mm-hmm. well, this was originally meant to be racist 25, yes. 50, a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things where it's like language changes. Yeah. But I never get the spelling right of the patty thing. It's like right. St. Say, say Patty's day with T's. No, no, no. It's, it's with D's D like, because the name is not it's in Gaelic. It's Padraic, but, or, or you actually the real pronunciation I was told is Horic. It's P-A-D-R-A-I-C, I think. And in Gaelic, that's pronounced Horic. Hey, I told you. I was very surprised to learn my name when I went to Ireland. And? And it was Darnanel. 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 Yeah, they had, they yeah, had we, a syllable? Yeah, I mean, that was, we were waiting for a table at a restaurant or something, and that was hmm. Darnanel. I'm like, <laughs> is that me? I Wait, no, it's like, it's that? Darren O'Neill. No, Darnanel. Oh, I got it. Okay. Uh-huh. I did. All right. So he's giving you both their names. And they kind of slurred them together. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what's he say? I don't know. <laughs> but I have that little bit. I have that babble fish in the ear that I can usually pick up what people are saying. And I know I've mentioned it before, but we were on a more than one or two cab rides where we got to where we were going. And my wife and the couple that we were with were like, how did you know what the guy was saying? Like, I don't know. You just do. It must be in the DNA. That's it. It's more of the Irish DNA lets you understand. That's it. Now you have an angry New Yorker clip or a, yes. a Jack and, Smith you know, clip. It's, it was uh, just uh, sheer luck, I guess, because I, Scott Lebrido has been pretty quiet. He hasn't posted anything, I think, um, in, in quite a few days, which is surprising. Um, and this guy is, you know, he's either his uh, long lost brother. He's a competitor because this guy goes just listen to what he has to say oh if he's trying to be scott Lobito, he's got a big bar to jump over well maybe not i mean he's got his own he's definitely got his own uh, thing going here and it's pretty impressive hey, it's me it's uncle jay it's nice to see people finally telling our government officials to go fuck themselves and as you can see this scumbag mr nather a piece of shit that's been in government for far too fucking long you can see his fucking contempt for all of you You can see how he doesn't give a fuck about doing the right thing. These motherfuckers have stayed in office for too long. It's everybody's fault. Everybody's been too fucking complacent. We entrusted these scumbags to run the government to do the right thing. Instead, they rather have wanton disregard for all normal civility. Stop. They don't care about the Constitution. Now, 
um, like this guy's a little bit, you know, I, I like where his heart is. It's in the right place. And Jerry Nadler is yes. a piece of shit. Um, but it's not, he's mistaken when he says, you know, want and disregard. No, Nadler's doing exactly what he said. He's going to, you'll hear him in a few more phrases. He, he calls him incompetent. He's not incompetent. He's, he's very competent. He's carrying out his own agenda exactly the way he wants it. You know, it's like when other people keep calling these, these scumbags insane. You know, I, actually I tweeted back at the Jordan Peterson, um, did a something on X tweet can't say tweet anymore um and he calls something about whatever insane i said stop call, please stop calling these people insane because that absolves them of culpability <laughs> right you know they're not insane they're fucking evil that's what they are and jerry nadler is evil and i think it is just human nature because i fall into that every now and then and it's human nature to believe wow nobody can be that horrible to be doing this on purpose but no sure they can there are plenty yeah yes there are plenty yeah Yeah, and 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 i think what had this guy torqued up is uh you know there's this uh, amazing clip that's out there i didn't didn't uh, clip it myself because it's it's almost even you with the uh the what did you call it a jumble fish in your what is it the babble fish right the babble fish thank you um you know it was impossible because it was it was aoc and nadler outside the roosevelt hotel which i guess they're processing or housing some of these i'm not going to call them migrants they're illegal aliens and these people came to protest because new york you know for once eric adams spoke the truth it is going to do it is destroying new york um this influx this this tidal wave of invaders and nadler and aoc had the balls to stand outside that hotel and the first thing out of out of nadler's mouth is this nation is was built by immigrants hey fucktard they're not immigrants they're invaders you the the o'neills i assume i don't know how long ago they came over ellis island whatever but they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't jump uh, across a river and come right. in here uninvited well that's it nor did my people nor did any of the previous immigrants from all kinds of uh backgrounds okay they came they entered they entered legally and legitimately that's what an immigrant is these are invaders so this guy was justifiably you know out, outraged and then aoc she was also babbling about we need more money we need federal we have to get it's 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 unbelievable this this is <laughs> it is beyond belief and this right. guy's rage is certainly heartfelt and the other thing is too a lot of people are saying you know well, you know, I'm okay. I'm good. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the Connecticut shore or Adams in fucking hill country or this, Hey, wait a minute. You know, according to, uh, many estimates, it's been 7 million, uh, since Joey took office, you know, these, these guys, they can get around. They know how to, to, to uh, take a bus or a plane or a car. They're going to be everywhere. Not just in New York, not just in Chicago, DC, whatever. They're going to be everywhere. Every, every community is going to have to deal with them. Right. And you better hope they're spreading around because what's the population of Chicago now? Like seven or eight million. So it's New York's like eight million, right? I mean, it's or Chicago's maybe only like four. So, I mean, that's a lot of people yeah. coming in and you, you said it Ellis Island. That is the way people used to come through. Yeah. You came in legally, you were processed the jumping the line. And there's a lot of people who you're hearing from, although the, the mainstream's never going to play them, that came from countries and did it the right way and are like, what the hell's going on? 
yeah, why did I why did I bother to go through all the nonsense? So this is right. This is the same thing as this guy. Like, don't you have any sympathy for these women? Exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. And these fucking idiots, like they're mind reading these guys. Oh, they're you know. You see the people say, as as Scott has, has said, these guys are military age. That they they're certainly malnourished. They've they're not malnourished. They've all got high end cell phones. You know they, they you know what's what's going on here. And they're not all from South or Central America. They're coming from all over the fucking world now. And they're calling them asylum seekers. Okay. And uh, these people say, well, that's, they're just trying to establish a thing. You know, they they are they're coming first because their families are back in the home country, and once they can build an economic future for them, then they'll then they'll have them come over and join them. Bullshit. How the fuck do you know that? Are you a mind reader? How do you know that? Well, just like you're racist, if you ask the question, like, why are we letting this happen? Well, you're a racist, obviously. Yeah. It's easy. It's a great Mm. system. You just belittle and yell and then nobody knows. Yeah. Regard for all normal civility. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the laws that they themselves fucking enact. Instead, they'll stand there and mock you to your fucking face. You can stand there and protest and complain. And they continue on with their same fucking level of rhetoric and their bullshit. It's absolutely shocking. If this piece of shit and AOC and the rest of them aren't run the fuck out of the city today, well, there's something wrong with everybody in America. Why does it have to take the destruction of our city in order for people to be pissed off and talk like normal people and accept the reality that letting in millions of animals from around the world is not the fucking job of the government. You're supposed to protect the fucking border. You have a goddamn job to do and none of you are capable of doing it. You think that our city, our state, our country is your own fucking personal playground. Stop. There you go. That's that's the most... Uh... Truthful thing this guy has said. I mean, it's all very true, but that's that's the most salient point. They think they they've they've realized they have attained hegemony and that they are monarchs and that they are untouchable, and nobody's going to vote their way out of this. And let me tell, I'm going to make a little prediction here: seven seven million illegal aliens. What to do with them? Well, here's what's here's what's going to happen. They when they do cross, what do they say? They give them a, a, a request. I don't think he's in an, or, an order anymore. It's like a request to appear for processing or something. Right. right? When they cut them loose at the border. Right. right. Yeah. And it takes years for that to come years. around. Years. And so what AOC and Nadler will come up with will be something like this by, you know, as it starting maybe around April when it's, it's getting closer to that election, it'll be, you know, we want you all to be able to work so go to go to your local post office, whatever, and we're going to get you uh, some kind of a you know a visitor's uh, uh, um, card of some some sort to to make it valid for you, so you won't you know you won't be um, harassed or whatever. You can you can identify yourself, and at the same time, we're going to register you to vote. Right. Well, you're getting that already with the giving them driver's licenses. Of course, driver's lights. Yeah, that's that's what it's going to be, and it's going to be seven million of those. So anybody fucking thinks. That in some way um, we're going to vote our way out of the situation is sadly, sadly deluded. The only thing that's going to change this country at this point, and I shudder to think, but it's it is hyperviolence. And unless that happens, unless there are politicians who are under their beds uh, with a pitchfork and tor- torch crowd outside kicking in their front door, 
where their security elephants are fucking overwhelmed and just run in the other direction, nothing will change. Well, we saw how close, allegedly, the last couple of presidential elections were. And there's what, 300 or maybe 330 million people in the United States. Not sure exactly. I mean, you have to take some out that aren't voting age and all that. But let's just say, you know, around 300 million people. Right. If you're adding about 7 million more, that is a little over 2%. Now, if they all vote the same way, that's a pretty big swing if you found 2% more people. Of course. Of course. That's what they're afraid of, though, is that they're like, well, they know that the uh, the people that come over from Mexico usually vote Democrat. But they were afraid that some of those other South American countries would vote Republican, which then would totally you know, scare Joey. Like the Venezuelans. Right. Yeah. That might close the border real quick. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. No Venezuelans yeah. coming in. No. Yeah. No, they might actually ruin what Joey got going on. Mm. That's all just a big grift. Yes, it is. You're all derelict in duty. You should all be arrested and sent to fucking Guantanamo Bay. The Democrats are the biggest scumbags that ever existed. You're all traitorous quizlings. Wait, traitorous quizlings? Quizlings. I was impressed when he used that word. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody use it. Yeah, it's very uncommon. And it, it does mean the turncoat or, you know, traitor seditious person yeah interesting i think it's kind of like the british version of it quizzling yeah you're all traitorous quizzlings to listen to this fuck stand there with such impunity as a joke i mean i do think it's funny that somebody that knows the word quizzlings will then refer to somebody as a fuck come on you couldn't you come up with something a little better though i mean something a little less used you know (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> the arrogance these people have they're telling all of you we own your life it's time to take this cunt down and all of the rest of them in new york city and every fucking state that allows these animals into our country siphoning our money fucking up our political system this is a joke this is an invasion fuck your nonsense with the silies stop it's outrageous I couldn't understand what, what is that? What is the Silese? I don't know. I yeah. thought it was just another big word that I didn't understand. I, maybe it is. <laughs> I, that's not my vocabulary. I've not seen that one yet. So uh, I don't know what that means. Hear that again here. We back up enough. Silese. Fuck your nonsense with the Silese. It's outrageous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anybody in the troll room know what Silese is? <laughs> Digi guru, come on. We're counting on you, man. <laughs> Every one of these motherfucking government officials need to be absolutely destroyed. And Americans need to take the goddamn country back. Oh, the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer says asylees, maybe asylum seekers. Oh, I think he kind of coined that word on his own. Is that asylee? Possible. Yeah, right. I bet he's right. But I think that guy sort of cooked that up. Or maybe it's maybe I just never heard it before. Yeah, you can come up with brand. That's what we just come up with brand new words. It's okay. They'll put them in the dictionary. Yeah, (laughs) maybe that's their show title. The Asylees. Yeah, (laughs) it's the Asylees heel or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I should really wait till after I exercise or before. I don't know. This fat bastard. 
this incompetent fuck. We've let these people get away with too much shit. It's time to put the fear of God into them. Yeah, I think it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. The only interesting thing when you're talking about trying to swing an election is the black community is starting to come out against this because they realize that there's a lot of people that are in their neighborhoods that aren't getting taken care of by the system. Sure. So once you go, Hey, wait a minute, why aren't you taking care of X, Y, and Z while you're taking care of all these new people that are coming in and draining our resources that I think that the mayor of New York may have made a critical error Oh yeah. explaining that the migrants are causing the draining of resources because now everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, why, why is well, the people that we know? Why are the people that are homeless? Why are these people not getting the programs or whatever that they used to take part in? Why are they no longer getting the handout or whatever it is? Well, it's because of the asylum people or the, mm-hmm. the invaders, the asylees uh-huh. from the asylees. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so funny. Adams, I mean, he was one of the first to you know puff out his chest and say, we're in a, we're in a, a uh, an asylum, what is not the word, a sanctuary city, you know, and now right. these guys got, now, now he doesn't want that anymore, which is typical of the lefties, all their fucking theories, nothing, nothing they ever say uh, is rooted in fact. It's always feelings and theories. And then, man, here's your karma. Now, eat this, Adams. Eat this. Thank you to AnnetteNet and Digi. You were pointing us towards the Homeland Security website about refugees and asylees. Oh, wow. And how is that spelled on Homeland Security? A-S-Y-L-E-E-S. A refugee is a person outside his or her country of nationality who is unable or unwilling to return to his or her country of nationality. Oh, I'm already seeing a problem. Yeah. I'm only seeing his or her. Yeah, really? What's wrong? What's up with that? Why is the Department of Homeland Security hate people that are not his or hers? Yeah, really? Let's see. An asylee is a person who meets the definition of refugee and is already present in the United States or is seeking admission at a port of entry. Because, yeah, they all wait at the port of entry. Yeah, they'll wait politely in line. Yeah. Refugees are required to apply for lawful permanent resident cards one year after being admitted. Asylees may apply for green card status one year after their grant of asylum. With a request to appear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we know. Yeah. The more you know. And the, the trolls you know. always know. Mm, thank you, trolls. But I like the guy. He was, uh, you know, he had some anger going on there. Oh, he had some, he had some serious rage going on. And, and he, as he was recording this, he was walking down a street out of somewhere in New York. And he, I guess he had like a selfie sticker because the, that was pers- the perspective of the, uh, and what's, what's really funny, he passed several other pedestrians, right? And they walked by and I guess that's just become pe- people ranting into, into cell phones has become so commonplace. Nobody even turned around and look at this guy. Right, it's just normal behavior now. It's just like it's like they passed a tree, you know. It's like holy shit. (laughs) Kind of, because that's what that is. It's like it is. People are just doing the thing now. There are so many content creators, which explains all the people on YouTube, which explains all the TikTok. It's like, no, I'm making a video. Yeah, 
or you're just talking to somebody as well, which, yeah. And in New York, let's be honest, even before cell phones, if you walked up and down the street ranting and raving, nobody would give you a second no, thought. Not in New York. That's true. That's true. They're like, we don't even want anything. We don't want to know. Yeah. Nothing. So I think he called that. himself Uncle Jack. So I'm going to be looking for more from Uncle Jack for when Scott's not saying anything. Now, I've got this guy, and I don't know, this whole thing's probably not uh, worth playing, but this is a guy that goes by Razor on YouTube. And I don't know if we've ever had a clip from him. This isn't Razor Fist, is it? It must be, yeah. The guy okay. with the sunglasses. Oh, yeah, it's Razor Fist. He's, I'm a big fan of his. He's great. But he seems, my only problem with him, because this is like a six-minute clip, and I know we'll never get through it. While I agree mostly with what he's saying mm-hmm. the delivery seems way too pre-put together it seems way well, too that's scripted his sh- that's his shtick it's totally scripted and he's like um he's i would say that razor fist is kind of uh, of the the dennis miller um you know oration comedy school who did the same thing and he loves to sort of s- string together these in- in- incredible phrases alliterative phrases and so forth and that's that's what he's doing and that's why i think that's why he's always wearing the um mirrored sunglasses oh that would make sense because you can't see that he's reading his his script off his computer screen as he records but he's he's an interesting guy he's got quite a following um he's and he's he's not he doesn't have the look you know you wouldn't expect a guy who looks like this to have those opinions actually kind of like russell brand too um but he's been around a while and i i always enjoy um his stuff yeah. To me, I think he's trying to copy the delivery of Ted Nugent, but Uncle yeah. Ted comes up with this stuff. Yeah, some Uncle Ted in there, sure. Yeah. But he, he is not scripted, which makes Uncle Ted even that much more interesting. I mean, he he yes. delivers the same words often enough right. or you know he's got the patter down. Yep. But he comes up and it's like it seems like it's off the cuff. And that to me has a little greater punch to it where this sometimes falls a little flat but i think he's right about this gun thing and the the state of new mexico aim mm. a shittier sequel than new mexico and don't you dare say disney wars that's cheating who in high holy hell was sitting around in a tijuana tanning bench busily dodging guadalajara organ thieves and cartel cannon fire and actually said aloud to themselves now where can i find more of this shit okay i hear the dennis miller now right yeah I hear the Dennis Miller who, I mean, the best line that I ever heard Dennis Miller say, and it was one of those where I had to like immediately stop and go back and listen to it again because I was, I was laughing too hard was he was talking about, and he just made a comment uh, like off the cuff about Hillary Clinton and then was like, well, Hillary Clinton, who's been cheated on more than, you know, somebody playing was it's been cheated on more than a blind person playing Scrabble with gypsies or something like that. And it was like, whoa, yeah. wait, wait, let me understand that. And it was like, oh, yeah. wait, that's that's pretty well said. Yeah. But Miller always seemed like he would just, his brain just worked in a completely different way. Uh, Here's I'm, an idea. I'm pretty sure most of Miller's stuff was scripted too, though. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I would not doubt that. Yeah. I enjoyed, he hasn't been on with Bill O'Reilly in a long time because I think he just, he did what you did. I think Miller got the hell out of L.A. Mm-hmm. He shut down his podcast. He had a podcast for a long time. Yes. And he was always complaining, at least when I saw him on O'Reilly, that the taxes in California were so screwed up. He's like, I'm just going to quit working. 
He's like, I'm not going to keep working and paying 80% of it to the government. I'm going to quit working and enjoy myself. Well, he used to live up in uh, Santa Barbara. So is that what he meant by getting out of L.A.? Probably. Or out of California, maybe. I mean, or maybe left. Did, did he leave California? Do we know? Or? I believe so, but I'm not. Oh, a, really? Okay. All I think right. I think he escaped, which wouldn't okay. be a bad idea. Or he just stopped working, I guess, in his underground. Yeah. Yeah. I always liked when he was on with O'Reilly because he was the only one. Yes. That had the, uh, he had the audacity to call him Billy, which was yeah. always funny. Billy. <laughs> hey, Billy, what's going on? Yeah. Like, yeah, Miller, he thinks and his, he's got a whole new level of words going on in his brain. Yeah. Now, where can I find more of this shit? Hey, here's an idea. An entire state dedicated to the principle of being a Kroger brand, Arizona, suffused with cartel corruption, all enthralled to a clipped haired, cranky cuntosaurus who wants to talk to the entire country's fucking manager. Throw in politics bluer than my tongue after 15 otter pops and an economy softer than Clay Aiken in a titty bar. And welcome to New Mexico. Same <laughs> I know, but it seems like he's trying. I mean, come just, on, he's oh, on fire there. It seemed like he was trying a little too hard, but I, I said I agree with what he says. So that's the, uh, you know, you win that part of it. Yeah. You win that part of it. But, and I have no problem with things being scripted. It does change the level of my enjoyment because if you can make me think you're coming up with this off the top of your head you know like sam kinnison even though i'm sure there were a thousand God. hecklers before the oh that's what your mom said to me when she was gurgling my cum in her mouth you know it's like it, it, yeah. you know it's been delivered before but it seemed like it was off the cuff yeah you got to pull a little more if this guy could pull a but, little but those, bit more of that out but that was why kinnison robert williams you know they hit it out of the park so hard because their delivery um, appeared to be ad libbed, and it never was. Yes, it never was. They, they, I mean, they, everything they said was, you know, they're all comics write the routines. Man, Carlin was good at that too. It seemed like he was just sort of riffing, you know, but he right. wasn't. That shit was all razor honed for years before he took it out on stage. So that is the trick. If you could figure yeah. out how to do that, this guy would elevate his game like twice what he's got going here. If it seemed like, and it's, I think it's just the, the spitfire delivery. You have to pause a little bit now and then to pretend you're thinking that might help. Yeah. yeah. The old Mexico, but with shittier food. And now, of course, you can throw in the gun policies of post-war Berlin as Governor Tin Pot and Honorary Bailiff of the Lollipop Guild, Michelle Grisham, and her pissed PTA mom hairdo unilaterally and oh-so-illegally declared a moratorium on gun carry inside city limits in response to an outbreak of bullet wounds. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention. Do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. I mean, that was the best part of the whole audio clip right there is somebody asking the governor, so do you really think the criminals are going to abide by this? And the answer is no. Yeah. 
So why do it? Right. So it's like you're putting people in danger because at least if there's a good guy with a gun, when somebody starts opening fire on a bunch of kids, well, then you have the chance to stop them. Yeah. But his whole bit, and this goes on, like I said, for another four minutes, the main thing, which I thought was genius, was that he went into then the New Mexico Constitution, which was even, well, a lot clearer than the federal constitution when it comes to the second amendment. And he's like, why did you make this a federal case? Like you should have just gone right to, well, the state of New Mexico said he thought this whole thing was a runaround to blow up the second amendment, mm-hmm. which is like, that's probably true. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this bitch isn't the first one to pull this public health crisis crap no. about guns. I mean, she didn't invent that rap. Let me jump forward in here a little and see if I can get to because the part about the New Mexico Constitution, I was like, I had no idea. Crystal that it applies exclusively. Okay, yeah, here. Let me put a little closer. Rights solely on a Second Amendment basis. Don't get me wrong. Shall not be infringed is about as subtle as a snow shovel to the face. And clinging limp dickedly to the only the militia reframe only makes it infinitely worse for the left. As founding father George Mason was once quoted, who is the militia, you ask? Why, the whole of the people, except for a few government officials. And all that's well and good, except that the Second Amendment isn't where most of your gun rights really come from. And the first clue that they don't should have dawned on all of you when avowed authoritarian gun grabbers Ted Lou and David fucking Hogg began to browbeat this Leninist lawn gnome on the basis that she'd violated not state law, but the federal Second Amendment. You're being set up harder than an ugly best friend on a double date, people. Specifically, you're being set up to accept something far more nefarious than mere disarmament, but a wedge in the doorframe of the remaining frayed fucking rivulets of your personal liberty, a philosophy called incorporation. You love the Second Amendment. I love the Second Amendment. Fuck, I want to wear a purity ring and go steady with the Second Amendment. But the preamble to the Bill of Rights makes clear as polished crystal that it applies exclusively to the federal government. If Pelosi or Palooka Joe sent this Soviet stupidity up the flagpole, the Second Amendment would smack their asses down like Jake Paul fighting someone his own age. But New Mexico already has its own Bill of Rights, and if you don't want it to be superseded by the Supreme Court's profoundly fucking false interpretation of the 14th Amendment, I urge you to actually read it. What chapter and verse you inquire? Article 2, Section 6 of the New Mexico Constitution states, and I quote, No law shall abridge the right of the citizen to keep and bear arms for security and defense, unquote. Fuck's sake, the Second Amendment is 60 times more vague than that. It not only says, bitch, don't ban guns, it explicitly enshrines the right to use them in defense of your life, liberty, property, or puppies. Why the world-rending fuck would you exchange that exceptionally written section of the New Mexico Bill of Rights for a fucked up federal incarnation of the self-same law? that can be easily and abruptly reverse engineered to assail your fucking firearms rights the moment a Marxist or two slithers their ass onto the Supreme Court. Yet the first chance our imbecilic gun rights organizations got, they filed an injunction against the governor in fucking 
federal court? How are you halfwits still falling for this shit? The entire reason David Hogg is attacking this action is because allowing firearm rights to rest in the arms of the fucking Fed will ultimately make it easier for him to assail your gun rights once the Supreme Court is recaptured by the Comintern, which one day it absolutely will be. Can you miss the point any harder than entrusting the federal government and an unelected judiciary to permanently safeguard gun rights in the same week we mark the anniversary of the national tragedy that gave us the goddamn Patriot Act? You people piss and whine about Kevin McCarthy's hapless do-nothing impeachment inquiry, and all the while you're following for a trap so obvious you can spot its moose knuckle from space? If you'd instead sent this case to the New Mexico Supreme Court, they would have backhanded this bullshit at ludicrous speed so Spinsterella could go back to hang gliding on a Dorito and honey, I shrunk the governor. I'm razor fist. God fucking speed. <laughs> uh, he's an original. Yeah. Gotta dig razor fist, man. I, I will give him that. And I did not know that about the New Mexico Constitution. And it's like, okay, this just shows again the right clueless on how to accomplish things. Yes. And he's right. It, it isn't. It is a, uh, a setup. No question. It's like, and that's some vital information. It's like, well, it's yeah. very clear. Why point to the federal Second Amendment when you have a law in that state? Mm -hmm. That guarantees people can carry their gun for their yep. self-protection anytime. Yep. Well, people keep falling for it. That is the problem. Yeah. But, you know, New Mexico is pretty much as lost as, uh, as California is or Illinois. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's a gorgeous place. I mean, it's, it's a, it might be the prettiest state. Well, no, California still has a beat because of that coastline, but it's probably second only to California for natural beauty. And it's, been fucked up by commies sad we must must stand up and fight back yeah you've got a clip what is this on wah jack smith wallace and sykes oh yeah this i uh, stumbled on this this is some uh some airhead uh nicole wallace who was kind of a press flack for uh your buddy george bush the second yeah remember the name yeah and now, and she flipped some time ago, and now she's a, uh, you know, hates herself for ever having been uh, on that side of the fence, and she's working at MSNBC, and this is, a, I guess, a two-minute-and-change clip of her with some podcasting fool fossil called Charlie Sykes, and she kicks it off with, uh, you know, probably 90 seconds of, it's almost, it's almost in the Kamala League for wow. nonsense. I'm just going to stop jumping anywhere. You go, what the fuck did that mean? She just babbles like an idiot. Thing that uh, people say privately all the time and not on TV all very often. Something really bad is going to happen. Okay. Shit's about to hit the fan in this country. Fox News had to veer away from a lunatic spewing hatred and death threats for Democratic officials in New York because of the migrant yeah. caucus. Everyone is on... Uh, I don't even know the word. Everyone is, knows that we're walking into something hideous and no one will do anything. Yeah. I refuse to believe that nothing can be done. These are people getting their information in part because of the vacuum being created by people with, I, I don't even know if we call it a spine anymore. That might be an insult to spines. Wow. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's doing the Olbermann jokes. Yeah, exactly. She is, yeah, she is kind of the female Keith. You're right. 
Um, and you know, some shit's going to hit the fan. Something bad's going to happen. No, no, no dumb bitch. Something bad has already happened. (laughs) Is she talking about the, uh, immigration? What is she talking about? Well, she's talking about, she's furious about the guys like uncle, uh, Jack that we just heard who are rip shit enraged because their city and our country is being ruined by Joey and company and the policies. And so the fact that that people are finally waking up and furious and and determined not to take it anymore she thinks that's that's the something bad that's going to happen cuz people are finally fucking angry cuz they found out they they're being screwed over by politicians so people are finally so upset that their country's going down the drain that they're yes. going to do something bad to, to uh, do something bad to to get no, out and of it's that. just like the other asshole you have you no sympathy she doesn't exactly say what bad i get these these fucking ass they're all mind readers they're all prophets they're all they're all gypsy crystal gazers you know what what nicole tell us what bad what's the bad let us know she has no fucking idea because she's an idiot spine anymore that might be an insult to spines but there are still people out there with followings he can go out and and here's here's what i want to ask you when something happens what do you want to be able to tell your kids and grandkids you did you good with stop there we go always if when all else fails are you on the right side of history well are you right what what do you want to tell people you did yeah what did you do well i'll tell you what i'm doing i'm calling you an idiot nicole Uh how's that will that do yeah, the clip you can, you can quote me on that. says that he, he had this clip, but she sounds like she's brain dead. So, yeah, that is the issue. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do anything because I didn't think anyone would listen to me. Trump tweeted something mean about me someday because because you did something. I tried to do something. Where are all of the Republicans who still have little slivers of a following in the cesspool that is the MAGA base? Stop. Right, that is the so same exact. One. Yeah cesspool now uh hitlery what was it a basket of deplorables right so they've right. been further denigrated downgraded to cesspool dwellers now wow you know it is interesting because that is the exact same thing that people on the right are saying about the left this just shows again how bad it is we have the two different dimensions because you have people like her And I think she believes it. I mean, I know there are people that are out there knowing what they're saying is bullshit and they're doing it to profit. I think some of these people believe it and that she sounds like a true believer. Maybe I'm wrong, Mm. but there are people on both sides where she's like, I can't believe there's nobody on the right that's willing to stand up to Trump. And then you got the people that are backing Trump. They're like, I can't believe anybody on the left won't stand up to this Biden corruption. It's very, it's very easy to predict where all this is going and it's all just again the weather underground they were so right how do you take over america you divide everything yeah but the thing is it's already it's fait accompli you know notice is not like people are saying notice the verbiage and it's very true take back america as angry uncle jack said you know it's they've taken it over they're in charge. They control the levers of power everywhere. Corporations, uh, government, you know, military, they've got it all. So how does this get undone? I don't think it does. No. And this is about the gag order. It looks like so. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. And Keith talks about that as well. And all this, it's very interesting when they're all on the same page, isn't it? 
all of the red lights are blinking about what is about to happen. And I think Whoa, that's what stop. makes switch. Blinking red lights. Blinking red lights. Did warning, warning. Him? Blinking red lights. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking idiot, Charlie Sykes. I don't know where the hell they dredged him, him up from. Um, but he's, 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 yeah, he is as dumb as she is. Well, there's flashing red lights, Larry. Yeah. Excuse me. Can't you see them? Don't you get it? <laughs> I, I, my vision's bad. My same here. What's it? What do you mean? I didn't see oh, yeah. anything. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jack Smith is doing so important because he's saying, okay, what Jack Smith is doing is so important. important. Yeah. Now he's, he's the new, uh, the new savior, Jack, Jack Smith. The guy's Rope. never won a case as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, let's hope he uh, continues with his record. Okay. Um, right now, you know, this is a stress test for the entire criminal justice system. A stress so the Republicans test. Are not- yes, a stress yeah. test. For the criminal yeah. justice. It's a stress test. It's going to break. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what the uh, Republicans are saying about the border. So it's a stress right. test. You know, it's all. Everybody mm-hmm. just has a different point of view. And they're going to point that the other side's doing the exact same thing, which is hilarious not going to step up they are not going to raise their hands we know that mitch mcconnell is not going to come out of his bunker and well mitch mcconnell can barely create really a come out of his bunker come out of his stupor you mean uh-huh I mean, what are you talking about joey's the one with the bunker yeah mcconnell is not going to come out of his bunker and say what he said after january 6th but what i think was so powerful about this document which i've just skimmed is Stop. the way that it's so powerful that I have just skimmed, just skimmed it, <laughs> but it's very popular. I could tell just from yes. skimming that it's very powerful. You have to pass the act to find out what's in the act. Don't forget that Pelosi said very yeah. true. Yeah. The Jack Smith basically sounds all of those alarms and says, look, this is not just theoretical. Look oh, what yeah. he has done in the past. Look what he is doing right now. You know, and I know that the word, you know, gag order is going to be thrown around a lot. Isn't that two words or is gag order? I guess it is it hyphenated. That is two words. That is two words. You're right. But this guy, you know, Jack Smith, you know, look what he's done. To the, you know, it, it's just, it's just so, it's so textbook um, Soviet and and Maoist just you know shut up we have to silence it's like we've been we've both been beating this drum for a long time whichever side is is screaming to to shut the other one up they're the fucking bad ones and it's exactly what this this rodent-faced fuck Jack Smith wants Trump silenced yes which is why it's so easy to look at the Russell Brand thing and go well is there something more to it is there something more to it yeah and maybe there is if the guy wasn't making a big noise for the conservative viewpoints, even though he's not a conservative, I don't know if you'd be going after him. Yeah. But what he's really saying is that Donald Trump needs to be held to the same standard of, of that any other criminal defendant would be held to. But all- well, but see, that's not really true because no president has ever been held to that standard. Ever. There yeah. are there is there's presidential privilege and there are things presidents do which are illegal for everybody else in the country. And not, not to uh, you know, split hairs, but um, I don't think uh, that Donald has been, uh, has been proven to be a, cr- a criminal in any way yet. Has he? No, no. he's not. But in the, wor- in the mind of Charlie Sykes, he is. And Smith. Well, because accusations are enough. Just like, don't you feel yes. sorry for those four women? It's like, well, not until we have proof. Where's your sympathy? Uh-huh. Also, to alert the court to the extent of this campaign to discredit and attack and demean 
judges and jurors and prosecutors to discredit the entire process. This is not just one trial among any. Donald Trump is not just one defendant among any. This is a former president of the United States who is prepared uh, to call out the Furies, who is prepared. Stop. To st- who are those Furies? Is that from that old movie, The Warriors, The Baseball Furies? Who are the Furies, Darren? I don't know. The first time I heard that, I heard furries and I took a whole different, <laughs> whole different uh, side bar there. I'm like, what? Wait, wait. I'm like, wait, this is about people who dress up in like furry costumes and go have sex. I didn't know. Why? What is he? What is he talking about? Hmm. Actually, it would be a lot more entertaining if that's where they were going with this one. It would be. Yes. And this whole thing like, oh, yeah, we're going Call after out the, the judges. Furies. Uh-huh. What are the furies? Is that like, um, hmm, is that like the Antifa guys? Maybe. Oh, that's right. They don't work for Trump, dude. No, they work for Biden. Mm, yeah. It's hard to figure. Yeah. Uh, to call out the Furies, who is prepared to stoke violence, to tell people, no, come, because it will be wild. And, you know, you, you know, again, um, with all of these red lights blinking. More red um, lights the- blinking. Boop, boop, boop. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Warning, warning. You got to start looking for these red lights. Got to look. Got to look. The silence that we've gotten used to. I think um, becomes less defensible because what happens in 2024 um, could be horrific. It is likely to be horrific. And all of the people that enabled it and rationalized it and looked the other way um, ought to be held to account in some way, at least in their conscience, if not politically. It is likely to be horrific. So they're already predicting what's going to happen in 2024 is going to be horrific. Why? Horrific. Whatever it is. Right. Once those once those furies get out of that can, look out, baby. Whoa. The it looks like something from mythology, according to Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, myth- yeah, that was definitely from Greek mythology. The furies, yes. And do they think that most people that are listening to this drivel are picking up on that? They need to, to, to dumb down the terminology a little bit. Well, no, they do that intentionally because the mouth breathers. The the more inscrutable the verbiage is, the more the mouth breathers believe it. And that is that is you know a core play of the left. They you know that that is interesting. Talk. Yeah, I mean that's the absolutely. We were just talking about Dennis Miller. It's like if the if every other word you throw out, people don't know what it means. They think you're smart. They don't know whether exactly. you know whether it means. Or yes. Not. Yes. Yes. I'm just like wow. This guy must be pretty damn smart. I've yeah, never heard those words he's before. About. He's got to be a genius. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, speaking of somebody that's not a genius, we can't really have a. A planet. I mean, people would riot in the streets if we had a they planet would. rage. They would. A number 95 would never have a, a follow-up if we didn't bring out old KO right now. Has NBC News already begun an internal investigation into whether or not the Kristen Welker, quote, interview, unquote, of Trump may have violated? Okay. Now, it has, why is it a, quote, end quote, interview of Donald Trump? How wasn't it an interview, Keith? Because he didn't like that Donald Trump was interviewed. Yeah. But it's like, why is it quote unquote? What made it not an interview? Mm. Good point. View unquote of Trump may have violated its own written NBC news standards. Did anybody really think NBC news had standards? (laughs) I mean, they own MSNBC. So right there, that kind of takes them right down. Yeah. But they're smart. enough. I mean, I don't understand the thinking again, as you just said. If somebody's trying to shut down the other side, look at them. Why would you not want Donald Trump 
to go out there and say things that you're like, well, I can prove what he's saying is insane. Sure. Well, then you want him to say it. Not Keith. He's still wearing the round Harry Potter glasses, too, which just make him look like a fuck. <laughs> Wait, that's a show opener right there. There's your cold <laughs> opener, Darren. Codified in the so-called NBC News Employee Handbook. The handbook requires that any employee who knowingly broadcasts or publishes misleading or false statements made by anybody, if there is enough time to prove those statements are misleading or false, has to include extensive disclaimers and fact-checking and caveats, and they did nothing of the kind on Meet the Press yesterday. Now, have you ever seen them do that to a Democrat politician? Never. No. And I'm sure they've said things that maybe aren't entirely true. And this is where the fact-checking things are getting way out of hand. When you're going to be like, well, a news network has an interview with the presidential candidate and how dare they air it without a bunch of disclaimers. It's like, well, then every single interview with anybody has to be filled with the disclaimers because politicians, 99% of them, if not higher, don't answer the questions they're asked, do not give completely honest answers. So this concept that you can choose somebody that's going to be the arbiter of what is true or what is not is bullshit because everybody has such, we just talked about the two different dimensions. Mm. You put a hundred people, make them sit down in a room and watch a Donald Trump interview. And let's just say you got 50 of, I mean, there's got independence too, but if you, okay, let's just say you take 33 Republican, 33 Democrats, 34 independents, let them sit down in a room, watch a Donald Trump interview. Who gets to decide what's true and what's not? And then who gets to decide if you have a Joe Biden interview? It doesn't, it does not allow for the free flow of information. Because you know, when the people that are running the media are all on one side, well, then the disclaimers are only going to be there for one side. And then they'll be like, well, we didn't necessarily say that uh, they were lying. (laughs) It's ridiculous. NBC may also have already begun an internal investigation into whether at an August dinner with Trump campaign officials or at any other time, somebody from the Meet the Press team made some kind of editorial deal with the Trump people. You mean like if you come on our show, we'll let you say whatever you want? Yeah. Isn't that what they always do for all of these politicians? And what is this? NBC may have already opened up an investigation. Well, did they or did they not? Yeah. Anything may. I could say anybody may or may not have done any damn thing. I mean, literally, if you open up the sentence with NBC News may have fucked a bunch of kids. All right. There you go. They may have. You don't know. You're not saying they did. So you're not held liable. He's, I guess, smart enough, Olbermann, to not you know spread libel here. He's just saying they may have. Anything may have happened. Dead Keith. Welker repeatedly let Trump lie with nominal pushback. Okay, because Joe Biden's never said thing without any pushback, huh, Keith? Where's your outrage? See, Keith, you would have a set of balls. And anybody that uh, doesn't think you're a total shill at this point is missing out. Because I never once heard Keith Oberman go, well, there was no pushback on Joe Biden about the Hunter Biden thing. It's like it's so obvious that you're only covering one side of it all. 
He doesn't care. Not don't care though anymore. They don't, they don't, I mean, the whole idea of uh, even-handed or unbiased—it's gone. It's out the window. Well, that is years. why people listen to us. That's why people yes. listen to that Larry show and random thoughts. Cause we do We're both. We've taken the other side at times. Like, here's what you got to look at. Yeah. But no, these people are so one-sided. It is not even funny. No agenda. Also in that category where it's like, Hey, if the right's lying, we're going to tell you they're lying. Mm-hmm. Fact check about Biden quote, ordering indictments, unquote, and taking money. It was just 28 seconds long. More importantly, why did NBC join CNN in these shocking and disgraceful episodes that prostituted their journalistic reputations? <laughs> uh-huh. Interviewing. I love this. I mean, the biggest whores in broadcasting. Now, now he's naming them prostitutes so, suddenly. But Donald Trump, ten. according to all of the polling, it's like I would almost get it. If they were talking about somebody that had 1% of the support that was never going to get the nomination, Donald Trump by far seems to still be polling as the front runner without anybody, even a close second. Mm -hmm. So why are they doing an interview with the person? It's because, well, I think you have to. Yeah. I think legally you have to, because isn't there a whole thing where you have to have a certain amount, especially with the election cycles? These news organizations, if you're going to sit down and talk with Joey for an hour, don't you have to talk to? No. The other I side mean, is- look, they fucking, they banned him from, uh, from Twitter, you know, what, 30 days before the election, they banned talk about uh, Hunter's laptop. I mean, it's just, it, there's no pretense made anymore of, uh, of uh, unbiased. It's just, it's just, it's out the window. It's gone. But on the public airwaves, isn't there still something with that? Or maybe that's still uh going way back to the uh um, yeah that was the equal time uh um what was it called not doctrine i forget the word what they called that but if you yeah it was it was allegedly if you know if, if, if candidate x had because uh, they were trying to use to that talk. to like take rush off the air because he talks yeah. way too much yeah yeah it's that's i think that's long gone more importantly why did nbc join cnn in these shocking and disgraceful episodes that prostituted their journalistic reputations are they protecting themselves to try to stay in business if trump wins and overthrows democracy overthrows democracy <laughs> that's right now that's it if trump overthrows wins democracy if trump wins oh he has overthrown democracy well it's yeah. like wait now the interesting thing would be keith are you believing that trump could legitimately win so that would mean that he rightfully won the election and then after winning he's going to overthrow democracy why he didn't do it the last time everybody was like no no he's gonna try to form a coup never did he asked questions people didn't like that he asked the questions he's still saying he thinks the election was fraudulent but when it came down to uh I don't know exactly. Hey, Moose. There he is. I don't know, you know, exactly what things happen when one president gives, you know, do you give the keys to the White House? What do you what do you turn over? He, he wasn't at that point wasn't like, nope, I'm not going to do it. When it came down for the transition of power, everything went perfectly smoothly. As far as I can tell, that was, well, no, Donald Trump's not going to go. But now if yeah, he wins. It's going to be, it's going, he's going to ruin democracy by winning, by winning an election. He will ruin democracy. No, Keith, uh, you're just out of your mind. And will anybody at 
NBC or MSNBC say anything about the Welker disaster with Trump. Does that, now it's a disaster. Well, you, it interviews a disaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like there at the end, after a little bit of a pause, it's, I'm looking at you, Rachel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because she's the massive powerhouse that everybody's looking for. Mm. I tell you, that is, he is. He's, now he is just a troll, Digi Guru. That's all he's good for. And he's not even good at it anymore. He is not even good at it. At least there was no horrible jokes in this one. That was, uh, he was probably too angry that anybody dared talk to Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, they just want complete silence. They, they you know, really, you know, I got to say Tucker's, I think he's dead on. I mean, they want him dead. And, and um, if, I, I hope he has a really skilled and bulky security force because, um, you know, if they can't stop him with their, uh, their judicial fuckery, they'll probably make an attempt on his life. They are going to do whatever they have to do. I don't know what happens then. I mean, that would, if you want to talk about throwing America into a whole different uh, spiral there. Yeah, well, you know, I think, um, I think sadly, um, if that did happen, you would expect um, a 1776 style reaction to that. However, they've done such a great job with them um, destroying everyone who was even, uh, you know, in Washington, D.C., who wasn't a Biden night on January 6th. Right. I think people are, they've, they've, they've succeeded in fucking terrorizing the mass of the populace. Yeah. If you dare, we're showing any support whatsoever. They're probably going to go after you. Yeah. There's no probably about it. I mean, they admitted it was the biggest FBI manhunt in history. And it's still going history. on. They're still and looking still for people. On. There may be some blue haired old lady from uh, Wichita that they didn't snag yet. You know, who, who kind of looked dirty at one of the, at, uh, you know, Michael Byrd. Um, it's really fucked up, man. We've really reached a very, very precarious point in this nation. It is. And if you're listening to this show, no doubt you're also on a list. Oh, yeah. You're all on the list, but so a better one. Let's have a drink. Yes. <laughs> this is a value for value podcast, which means we put them out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to enjoy them. And if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, there's multiple ways you can show some value back. One, you could just be in the troll room when we do these shows live. 84 people right now. Trollroom.io. That's a good number. Not 100 like last time, but it's a good number. We got to keep pushing that up. Everybody yes. invite 14 friends for the next show. Yes, everybody invite friends. Yes, yes, yes. But we have DigiGuru and the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer and NetNet and Omega Project. Everybody giving us information live as these things go on. If we have questions, they've got answers. I'm not saying they're always right, but they've got answers. Yeah. In the troll room. It's impressive. And we can go over to planetrage.show if you want to show your support via PayPal. You can find the QR codes, wallet addresses. If you want to do the crypto thing, you can go to the P.O. box address. If you want to go the snail mail route, and if you're on a podcasting 2.0 app like CSB, you can boost a grandma, send us Satoshis, all sorts of fun stuff. Just go to podcastapps.com. We got two people that came in the old fashioned way, and that would be Tim Heasel with his $10 donation monthly. That is appreciated. And Wiley saw. Coming in with $10 with a note that says, 
CSB helped me out with an iPhone problem, and now I have to donate to Darren and Larry. So what? Is now CSB offering help for tech things? And he's like, if I helped you send in donation to Planet Rage, because that would be great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tim, and thank you, Wiley Slaw. Very cool. We need more people to do that. Offer work in exchange for donations to Planet Rage. Uh, <laughs> Wiley Slaw does say it's his favorite Rage cast, and he says, all kidding aside, I love the show. Thank and you. it's a pleasure to help you keep it going. Well, we we appreciate that. We are grateful as well. There are some uh, booster grams. If you want to start out with uh, CSBs, I mean, that's the, probably I guess the good place to start as I scroll up the list here of what we've got. All right, we can do this. Um, howdy, Darren and Larry. Please invite your listeners to visit my blog at www.csb.lol. For my cartoons about everything, and please follow me on X at CSB. Just three letters: C S and B. Yo, CSB. With a little commentary in the background from Moose. I was going to say Moose CSB, does not like the sound of CSB. So, he knows something's, something's got him pissed off upstairs. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I hope it's not. I hope it's not a, an arm breaking or something. It's or a raccoon. Like, a raccoon. What are you doing yeah. in here? I don't know. Something's going on. And as we scroll up from the last one, we got Sir Sir Seat Center, who came in with 6,900 Satoshis three times in a row. Oh, thank you, Sir Seat Center. And he's like, wait, there are still people that think 9-11 wasn't an inside job. And then he gives a link to a documentary. <laughs> and it's like, uh, there's too much insanity around 9-11 to even try to wrap your brain around most of it. Uh, NetNed came in with 10,000 Satoshis. New York was destroyed when it elected more liberals like Eric Adams. We have memes 1337 who came in with 1337 saying it's elite boost for sustaining the rage. And we got to You got to sustain the rage. There were a bunch of streaming sats from our buddy, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley that don't come in with messages, but just come in every minute that the show is streamed, which I love seeing that. Thanks, Sir Sean. More people can jump on that. And that way it's like, it doesn't even feel like it's a lot going out. It's just a little bit, but every minute. So it's like the more you listen to a show, the more that goes out to it. And anonymous was doing the same thing there. As we scroll up, I need a better way to filter all this. And sooner or later, I'll figure out a way to do it. Uh, But then anonymous came in with 7777. All right. Thank you. Anonymous says roses are red like the blood. Ashley Babbitt never bled. Ashley isn't dead. Ashley is a fed. Wow. See, see, if you want to talk about the uh, conspiracy theories, that's that's I've not heard that one before. That's fresh to my ears or anonymous. It could be a she. The uh, anonymous claims they said she was shot in the neck and I would expect that there would be a bloody mess, which Mm. I did. I never did see that in the video. I don't know how much of that was covered. Yeah, but yeah, I did not see somebody bleeding out because that no. would be a lot of blood. It would be, but remember, usually the biggest flow of blood is from the exit wound, not the entry. So, and he's like, also notice nobody around her is freaking out and running away because of a live shooter. Well, they knew it That's was true. the cop, but yeah. that is true. Nobody was. That is true. Yes, that was that was rather odd. I I thought that myself watching that video. Yeah. He's like, they all knew it was going to happen, which, or again, he or she, I don't know who anonymous is, mm. but I don't think everybody in that crowd knew each other. It's just, uh, it is a very strange situation. Yeah. And, and they asked, just curious if you've heard that take. No, I've never, never. And there's a video that breaks it down on rumble. 
which says everything wrong with the Capitol shooting in 21 minutes or less, which I guess it could be interesting to check that out. And it says, uh, Ray John, love the show. Thank you. But see, the conspiracy theories make it fun. They do. Without them, where would we be? Really? Really? Uh, Dale Jr. came in with 20,000 sats and says, thanks for another great show. And then another 12,600, which says, hey, my wallet wasn't funding and I wasn't able to stream sats <laughs> while listening. So this should cover it. Well, well, that is very much appreciated. Thank you, Dale Jr. Lavish came in with one, two, three, four, five and just said lurking. Oh, boy. Thanks, Lavish. Gonna hear him over on that show that he does with Boo Boobery, the Mothman yeah. of the Miniocalypse. Like, should we tell people what the name of the show is, or should I just say you could do it? Do it, do it, do it. Behind the Squeams. It's spelled with threes, though, so it's very confusing. See, I don't know. You you always sort of insert like a Q in there for the Squeams. And I I, know. I read that, even though it's, I mean, how do you read a digit, a backward, I don't know, it's a four, it's a regular three, but I always think Schemes, and it's just a quirky spelling. It is. It's Schemes. I just say Squeams because it spells funny. It's your spin on it. I got it. Yes. And uh, Pfeiffer came in with 3333, says Ray John. Thank you, Pfeiffer. And Omega Project coming in with 33,333. Satoshi says, my neighbors listen to good podcasts, whether they like it or not. See, now they're, (laughs) now we we have to include them. How many neighbors are there? So we can up that 84 number. Yes. Yeah, right. Like whoever. Now that's even better. Yeah. Make people listen to your podcast with you, whether they like it or not mm, the good. one and only clip custodian coming in with a hundred thousand satoshis whoa double c thank you he says love and light right back at you sir yes and then sir 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 seat sitter with another 6900 who says danny <laughs> masterson less than sign dick masterson and nobody's going to disagree with that <laughs> so i mean dick masterson is greater than danny masterson that Yes. They they kind of have the same beard though, didn't they? They had the same kind of a thing going on, I think. I'm not really, you know, I wouldn't know Danny Masterson if he popped up from uh, under my desk right now, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. The most surprising thing to me because he played on that 70s show and I get it. I understand. It's a different world. They're actors. But I know a lot of these actors were actual uh, potheads and there's a lot of potheads in the troll room. I always thought Danny Masterson was because he played one so well. And it turns out he's another one of these guys that's like 100% sober, allegedly. No drugs or anything Mm. like that. So you learn something every day. You do. Maybe if he would have had some pot, he wouldn't have been an angry rapist. Maybe. But thanks to everybody for listening live when we do these shows. Mondays at 1 p.m. Central, the tour goes out. And sometimes you need a seatbelt. Sometimes you need a fire suit. You never know what's going to happen. We appreciate everybody for supporting the show and telling a friend or 12 or 100 because episode number 100 is coming very soon. Yes, it is. Maybe we should have some kind of a thing like whoever comes in with the highest donation for episode 100. It's got to be a prize pack for them. Good. We'll have to talk about that off the year. That's a great idea. That way we can see who wins. It'll be like gambling. Everybody's pushing yes. gambling now on you. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Now, do you know what is coming up on this week's That Larry Show? I've not a clue, but uh, <laughs> if you missed last week's, uh, it's very popular and, and very, um, you know, prescient and salient, considering, you know, where we are in this world. 
for this country. And the title was, Are You the Frog in the Frying Pan? And uh, we kind of go into some depth into that concept. And and there's also, I go take you through a guy on video, actually has a YouTube uh, where he's actually frying a, he's frying a frog in the frying pan. So, uh-oh, sounds like you're frying a frog in the yeah, frying getting, pan. Yeah, I'm taking incoming fire from a Star, <laughs> Star Wars blasters. I, I didn't know you were on Planet Ultra or something. Yeah. It's Planet you know, Rage, this, Larry, that's where we are. This shit cell phone of mine, when I put it on Do Not Disturb, Fucking text uh, message noises still come through. So I got to remember just to shut it off entirely. <laughs> That's God fantastic. Almighty. Fucking moose and this. It's just, I got it. Darren, I got to get your bunker, man. I'm going to get right. a backhoe in here and <laughs> dig a real goddamn bunker. And that's where I'm going to do this from, from now on. Yeah. They're building this a is- house in the, the little village here. Cause the wife works for the village now where one of the yeah. things that they're putting in is a basketball court in the basement, which they're digging like 18 feet down. I'm like, Holy that shit, this that, is a big house. Huh? I would assume if they're doing a, uh, yeah. a basketball court underground that, uh, wow. I mean, we have problems flooding at times. I can only imagine if you're yeah. going, if you're going yeah. 18 feet under, but Hey, now what do you got for uh, random thoughts this week? I'm not sure. I got a, a cardiologist appointment tomorrow, so that's usually good okay. for some kind of. Uh, oh yeah, you'll have something to say about that. A good story, or you know, somebody will get shot at a White Sox game. Something will happen, <laughs> and we will figure it out. So just tune into Random Thoughts, R A N D U M B Thoughts dot com, That Larry Show dot com, and if you like the That Larry Show, there is also a Patreon where you can go get more stuff. Do it. More stuff. Yeah. Everybody likes more stuff more stuff is good yes with that said we will be back next week on monday for a whole new bit of rage until then i'm darren o'neill for the one and only larry blydner later everybody see ya the u.s strikes back killing a member of the islamic state whole world going shit